Welcome to the It's For Ed podcast. This is episode number five. So glad you guys have joined us uh, today. I'm super excited. Uh, we'll be focusing on uh, IT customer support uh, unit of instructional technology services. Um, so really excited to have a real awesome group of co-hosts today. Um, I am Yusuf Elias. I am your host. I'm happy to be here. Um, and today we're going to be really focusing on the technical support given to our students, families, and staff by the ITCS team. And what does ITCS stand for? It stands for IT Customer Support. So um, today we'll be hearing uh, just, you know, different perspectives from uh, various staff members. Um, IT Customer Support provides high quality and professional support services um, to enable our districts and offices to meet our superintendent's goals, which are increasing student achievement and operational efficiency. The ITCS team also provides end users with using technology and devices uh, connected to our technology infrastructure. They provide on-site, day-to-day, and proactive and reactive support to all schools and offices. And just some of the things that this branch does, chat, um, all the IT help desk stuff comes um, through this department, uh, remote services, and these are the folks that you would see or encounter um, if you're having any technology issues in uh, schools. Um, They also do kind of the day-to-day maintenance of all the technology stuff. So, I have a great team with me today, so let's start with introductions. Uh, Let's kick it off, and if you guys could just tell me your name, your title, and just describe a little bit what you do. And and I know you guys do a lot, and you do different things, but uh, yeah, just tell me a couple of things that you do. And uh, how long you've been um, with the district and how long you've been doing your current job. So we'll kick it off with Jose. Hi, I'm Jose Simona, Senior IT Operations Manager. And I currently oversee uh, our endpoint management team, our asset management team, our um, IT partnership and community uh, team, which is the liaisons. um, And then also oversee uh, training as well as um, all our outsource uh, and outreach programs. Oh, that's all that you do? Uh, a little <laughs> bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did start with the district as a TA. Oh, cool. Um, back in 2007. Wow. 2007, yeah. Wow, long time with the district. Okay, thanks, Jose. My name is Stephen Evans. I am a IT supervisor here in uh, what we call Region West. Um, and I am what I do. I'm one of three supervisors uh, that supervise the day-to-day movement of our technicians to school sites, and we have a local tech center as well. Um, that's basically what I do. Um, how long have I been in the district? Uh, that's a fun question. So it's been about four years, but then I actually moved to Brazil for a couple of years. Wow. And then I came back to the district. So 
I like to count all of those years, but officially it's been about six years. Uh, join us for our next podcast where we're, we'll be talking to Stephen about his experiences in Brazil. Yeah. Can we do it from <laughs> Brazil? <laughs> yes, we can do it from Brazil. I'm, 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 I'm sure we can find a budget and just fly out. Yeah. Awesome. And joining me remote today, Philip and James. Welcome, guys. Um, so, Philip, tell us a little bit about um, yourself, what you do, and how long you've been doing it. All right, all right. Good, good morning, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, so I am the Region North Liaison, uh, and my major role is to assist uh, our Region North offices and leadership with uh, high-end escalations uh, that may come from the school. So I'm kind of the, the point person. So my one of my jobs is to ensure that the superintendent, the AI, the AO, don't get those high level escalations and that I'm able to uh, coordinate support and resolve those issues prior to it getting to our super local superintendent. Also, uh, we assist schools with IT projects, IT concerns, uh, work directly with uh, our COSIS and leadership uh, at the schools to ensure that we provide excellent customer service. Um, and that's kind of my, my, my main important role. Uh, I've been with the district for 22 years. Uh, I started off as a Tech One back in the day. They were called Tech One. So I started as a Tech One in computer repair. And so from there, I just kind of started and uh, worked my way uh, right on through. Awesome. Thank you, Philip. And last but certainly not least, James. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is James Six. I'm also an IT liaison for Region East assigned to leadership, supporting the superintendent and the AO and AI. Uh, we worked uh, very closely with the operations team as well uh, for all um, district events that we put together. And we also provide great support for technology um, escalations at school sites and innovative technology um, advisory when needed. Awesome. And you mentioned AO and AI, and those are the administrators of operation and the administrators of instruction, right? So those are um, leadership positions at our uh, regional offices, right? Absolutely. And I've also been with the district for 10 years, um, and I started off as a volunteer at Poly High School. Oh, very nice. Good old Poly. Awesome. All right, team, so um, what I'd like to do is kind of focus today on what IT customer support um, does. Uh, we heard a little bit about what you guys do and who you support. I wanna take you back a little bit and I wanna talk about um, how you guys supported schools and families and um, parents and teachers and our administrators. Um, during the pandemic, um, really interested in what customer support looked like in this super online virtual world. So can you give me, you know, just, um, I'll just open it up to whoever wants to jump in. Um, tell us about some of the work you guys did um, during the pandemic. Um, during the pandemic, well, um, that was a, a, a culture change uh, altogether, right? Uh, the way that we supported previously was reactive and then going to schools and being there on hand. And then now we had to figure out how to reach our customers best uh, through telecommunication. Um, that took many forms um, as it was either office hours through Zoom, 
the leveraging chat um, and remote services to remote into the computer to, to help um, parents and students because sometimes it was the parent reaching out for the student that was pretty much like five, six years old and, and couldn't really figure it out, but the parent was there. Um, sometimes we had it <laughs> the other way around where the grandparent was very concerned, reached out, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then it was the, the, the student like, no, 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 I got it, we, 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 I, I'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it did take uh, several forms of the, in the district. We, we developed uh, a kind of like a tech support center, uh, something that we have now, but it was called Instructional Restoration Center. And uh, we modeled it around the uh, grab-and-goes uh, centers that we were distributing food. Um, so, you know, all the safety protocols were, were in place. We were swapping out devices. So it was like a grab-and-go, but for technology? For technology. So oh, cool. It was in a sense of it, if we're able to, to, to see through a six-foot distance in a, in a plexiglass, like, oh yeah, that one needs to be swapped. Uh, go ahead and place that device here and that device over there um, within like another six feet, right? So you had, oh, you, wow. you had one station uh, that, that would triage and the other station to grab the, the device. Or it was just instructions that, that we had to let them the customer know and almost close to, uh, like it was like a distance face-to-face -face manner, yeah. right? Um, so that helped out the communities a lot. Um, and obviously we had to put them in different locations because the grab and go centers for food had such an extensive line because we were helping the community that we had to, to put them in a different site because we started to form a very extensive line as well. Oh, yeah. interesting. And how many of these IRCs were, were around? I think there were about four to five. District-wide? Yeah. Awesome. So what are some of the other pandemic things that we did um, to support our families and our and our administrators in schools. Um, I think um, Mr. Jose just touched on some of it, but it was um, our Amazon uh, Connect, where our technicians were usually they would go to school sites. Um, they were assisting families um, over the phone um, and, and remotely, and, and working with uh, the students sometimes to translate for the parents as well. Um, yeah, those are some of the like the the main ones. So the Amazon Connect stuff was through our help desk line, where parents would call in and then they kind of get routed for technical support, kind of through the phone. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So it's just another way to communicate uh, directly with the um, our families. What were some of the challenges? And I I want to bring in Philip and James. You know, pop pop in here whenever you guys. Um, feel like it like so what were some of the what were some of the staffing issues that we faced um, during this pandemic crunch sure maybe I can elaborate on that so during that time I was a supervisor and we you know we're basically making sure that we had enough support out there in the field and so it was heavy recruitment um, a lot of opportunities for technicians to move up um, as well as providing support to our testing and vaccination sites um, our technicians were going out there and working directly with the nursing staff and the community, parents, students, uh, to ensure uh, that the whole process was a smooth uh, transition and the support was being provided on a daily basis. Awesome. And we did have vaccination sites 
as I recall. Was there an IT component or, or a customer support component to that? Absolutely. The uh, nurses all had devices. Um, they all had their their uh, technical um, functions that needed to take place uh, so that the testing and the vaccination um, data was being updated correctly, um, that families and uh, were and students and whoever was coming down there to get tested was showing up in the system. So there were, were a lot of technical components um, that the technicians oversaw um, and had to make sure that they were working uh, seamlessly. So you weren't just providing devices and supporting just our families, but there was also an internal component as well to our own um, LA Unified teams that, that needed that support. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about devices. I know, do you guys have a sense of how many students had devices pre-pandemic um, and how many have now? I know there was just this massive distribution that, that we did. So let's talk a little bit about customer support and how you guys um, deployed those devices and just some of the things that you had to do to get that out. Yeah, sure. Um, so many schools were in different states, right? Uh, some schools had already adopted um, uh, students per device, right? Uh, and they already had a, t a device in their hand uh, taking them home. Um, already in kind of ready for virtual, right? Kind of from they're receiving their content on, on their device, uh, their their homework, their agenda, everything the teacher was was publishing was was through a device. Um, and then there was other schools who had kind of like a cart model where mm -hmm. they would use it just inside the classroom. Uh, other schools were very they would lean heavily on the labs that they had there. Mm. Um, and those kind of were the, the, the three states, right? So then where we were, we weren't necessarily every student um, had a device uh, in their hand. They were always able to use a device when, when needed, but right when the pandemic hit, every single student needed a device to receive instruction. Yeah, so access, so what I'm hearing is access to the, a device either through a cart or through a lab inside of a school is one thing, but once that pandemic hit, we needed students to have 24-7 access yes, to those yes. devices. Absolutely, and that, and at the beginning that kind of turned into grab whatever was, was, was ready to, to, to be used, right? If it, if it got on the internet, great. If it turned on, great. Right. Let me give you the power cord, right? <laughs> um, there, there were a few schools that forgot about the power cords. It was kind of funny. Right. Um, <laughs> but certainly they started to take apart the carts. Um, they left the charging bricks under, and the cables oh, underneath. That's right. So they had to get uh, come right. back for that. Um, some schools were on top of it, handed everything as, at, at a package form. Um, but there was Chromebooks, iPads, uh, laptops that went out. Um, employees were grabbing their desktop machines and, and carrying their their little two-by-one box and their monitor <laughs> onto the car, um, trying to make anything work right. So that was that was kind of the 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 beginnings, and then we we were able to start ordering more devices for the students, and then it was the essentially the the trick of well, how are we to get it to them, right? Um, so then we had to kind of brainstorm, and a lot of a lot of brainstorming. We, we, 
we thought we were going to put devices on buses and deliver them and, oh, wow. and then possibly have Wi-Fi connected and then we scratched that and and then it was um, and then it w it w we ended up with leveraging Amazon to do these deliveries for us directly to the uh, home and that kind of fit the best uh, method for uh, not just uh, the the community those parents you know the students and then also the the staff so um, that was that was uh, something that that we had never done in the in the past so hold on a second you're telling me that Amazon would like deliver a district Chromebook to somebody's house just like just like I get my uh, Amazon delivery exactly and then we, we there was a time that we actually had one employee receive one um, just as a test and they 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 you know you take the picture of the package that sure. hey you know you this address got the package well sure. the employee was so happy that they got their device they took a picture with the box at a distance and it was the employee <laughs> fully smiling and it was a, it, it was kind of a testament of what uh, parents were probably experiencing wow that is so innovative what are some of the other innovative things we did that, that's really cool so I could talk a little bit on how the local districts assisted students that needed devices um, as uh, Mr. Samano mentioned earlier uh, what we did at our Region North offices, our Arlita office, we created uh, a tech center uh, where we had uh, devices and we had an on-site technician at all times, and we coordinated with the parents. If a parent or a student needed a device, uh, I would work along with operations and we would coordinate with the parent uh, and the help desk for the parent to come down and pick up a device uh, from the LD. So we were open uh, five days a week, uh, possibly six if needed. And we were really working on a skeleton crew. Uh, it was basically myself and, and two other operations coordinators. Uh, a lot of folks were still um, worried and concerned about coming in. So again, we were working on a real skeleton crew, but uh, it, it worked. Uh, parents were extremely happy. Uh, again, I have a few pictures on where parents were like, thank you. Thank you, we really appreciate it. Thank you, district. So it worked out well for us. And again, as, as Mr. Samana mentioned, uh, those tech centers now turned into multiple tech centers. So uh, it's a good thing. So now we have multiple tech centers within the LDs and it seems to be growing and getting much, much better. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to highlight what, uh, what Phil said because previous to the pandemic, we were really focused on the students and, and employees at you know central office or at this the 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 district office well the region office now right um and the school sites now that we have these support centers we're reaching out more to the community the parents have a place to be able to go in and say hey i need help with signing up to the parent portal right i need help with this device hey i have a few questions about uh technology that i'm not understanding so now we're we have branched out uh, our, uh, essentially our client base that we should have always been reaching out to, right? So um, th there's been a few lessons uh, learned and a few opportunities um, that we've capitalized. I do want to kind of talk about lessons learned and where we are um, post-pandemic, but I did want to touch on something um, that Philip mentioned around our technicians. 
Now, our technicians are the folks that are in the field, the folks that are th those high touch points. They're the people that our families see, our students interact with, our school staffs get to know um, on a daily basis. And um, they were kind of, from my understanding, these tech first responders. They were the people that were out there during the pandemic, um, you know, and we forget, you know, we're about two and a half, three years removed from this whole thing now, but they were out there doing this amazing job, getting, supporting our, our teachers and our families in times that were kind of pretty scary. We didn't know what this COVID-19 thing was all about. Can you guys talk about these technicians and the work that they did um, during this pandemic time? If you guys have any stories to share, like, like the one Jose shared earlier about the technician taking a picture. Um, give us a sense of what was going on um, with these folks. Yeah, so, oh, go for it. Go ahead, Stephen. I was gonna say back to what uh, Mr. Phil was saying, that we were short-staffed. Um, and so a lot of our guys had to do double duty to um, make sure that these devices are prepared. Because it's not like you just walk into Walmart and just purchase a device. No, we have to make sure that these devices are secure. It's the right device for students. Um, another um, important detail is that they have LTE capability just in case they didn't have um, home, uh, internet at home, we make sure that they had access to, for the Zoom calls with their teachers or for to do their homework. Um, so it's finding the right devices, it's configuring the devices, and then it's distributing. Um, so a lot of the staff would do full shift, do um, work until 2 a.m., go home, take a nap, kiss the wife, kiss the husband, kiss the kids, and then back to work uh, at seven o'clock. Um, and then w with the uh, Lysol showers in between. <laughs> um, because like what you were saying is, at that time, nobody knew what was happening. Uh, we just knew that uh, we wanted to help our community at large and um, be safe with our families. Um, so yeah, it's, and even back to like the vaccination sites, those are hot zones because people were coming in um, to get vaccinated, you know? Um, and I remember even like lunch breaks in between the Lysol showers and sterilizing your hands when you eat lunch, your food tasted like hand sanitizer, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was, a uh, it was very, very interesting. I remember those hand sanitizer food, uh, tasting days, most definitely. Uh, James, you had a comment? Yeah, I just wanted to elaborate on what the team was saying. Um, the courage from the technicians, you know, rallying the troops, letting them know what the project and the task was at hand, uh, whether it was the, you know, the remote camera project and making sure all the teachers had remote, uh, you know, devices in place so that they could meet with their students, um, or was going down to the testing and vaccination sites and, and interfacing directly with uh, the community head on. Um, and making sure um, that we were meeting that need. And I, I know from my experiences supervising, I had a lot of technicians that had concerns, um, you know, and there was a lot of, um, you know, talking to them, encouraging them 
telling them what the bigger need was, the bigger picture. And, you know, they stepped up and I'm I'm super proud to to be a supervisor during that time and to see what our what our team members and our technicians did uh, for the district. And just to touch back on that, um, we've now like tripled the size of our team. Um, but during the pandemic, as we were hiring, we hired people that look like their community. Mm. And so even while we're at the vaccination sites, we had people that were speaking in Russian to Russian families. Uh, we had people speaking in Korean. I got to practice my Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I thought that was a really beautiful moment of the community coming together to get through this together. Yeah, let's let, let's get you in front of the, our superintendent. I believe he speaks Portuguese I heard as I've been well. For it. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to set that up. Um, so, our technicians also. Um, one of the things I really love about IT customer support team is that they just have this unabashed focus on student learning. Even though they're dealing with the technology 24-7, there's this inherent understanding in not just the technicians also, but in all of IT customer support around what our core mission is. And our core mission is student learning, right? It's about, it's not about the devices, it's about getting the devices in those students so that they can learn, so that they can, you know, push forward their, their, their education. So I really do appreciate that from the customer support team. Yeah, and it's a little about it, about cultivating the, the right staff and letting them know what the purpose is. Because we explained when a device is down, it's instruction time that's being lost. It's the productivity time that's being lost. So we translate almost all our incidents yeah. to loss of instructional time. And that keeps us focused into what, what our real impact is uh, to, the, to the students and community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of which, is customer support hiring? If there's anyone who's interested in being a technician or jumping on the IT customer support, um, I mean, it's just, it just sounds like an amazing team that you guys are running and just doing some amazing things. Are you guys hiring right now? Yeah, we're always hiring um, for a range of, of options. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know what? So, what we'll do is we will put in a link in our webpage um, to the hiring website. And so, if anyone is interested out there in becoming a part of the uh, customer support team here, in, in the IT customer support team here in LA Unified. Um, you know, just go to that website and, and, and please apply. Um, we love seeing people from our community. We love the number of, you know, former LA Unified um, students that we have working for us. I know there's a lot of our technicians have actually come out of LA um, LA Unified Middle Schools and, and, and High Schools. So that's that's pretty awesome to see. That's cool. Can we also add the social media? Sure. I've noticed that the they're very active uh, to reach the community and they have lots of pop-up events as well. Pop-up yeah. hiring fairs. Absolutely, hiring fairs and things like that. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll add the LA Unified hiring website and um, some of our social media links. Um, and yeah, those job fairs are, those job fairs are awesome. All right, guys, I, 
need some really awesome stories from the pandemic. What were some of the what were some of the funny things that you did? What were some of the innovative things that you did? Um, things that we don't necessarily hear about every day. Give me a story or two, and I'll open it up to anyone who wants to start. Well, I have one story of one of our technicians who was helping with the AWS, with the phone support. And so this parent called, and they were trying to organize how to um, deliver a device to the family. And so they went, okay, you know, what region are you in? What's your neighborhood? What school is close to you? And they kept narrowing it down until they found out that they were actually neighbors. That he knew oh, him. So he said, like, is, this, is this John? He was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I haven't seen you. And they, you know, touch base. And then so he was able to help out uh, the family, who was the neighbor that he already knew. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess they just didn't know that they worked together. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they like, had a loud dog and that loud dog stopped <laughs> <Right>. being loud <laughs> after a while. <laughs> here, here you go, neighbor. Here's a device now. Take care of your dog. Right, right, That's right. hilarious. I have a story. Um, so I had a parent uh, who had three kids and they were at different schools um, and they were needing um, devices and the schools that they were at didn't have devices to provide to them. Um, so I actually grabbed the devices and hand delivered them to each school site uh, for each student and then was dealing directly with the parent. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the parent didn't have transportation. Um, you know, to go to one of our, our locations to get a device. Um, and so they were very grateful um, for the fact that we were, you know, willing to bring them the devices directly to ensure that they had, you know, devices at school sites. So it was, you know, the parent thanking me was, you know, all I really needed. Um, and I was grateful to uh, support them. Cool. I have a similar story, uh, uh, just as Mr. Hicks did. Uh, Basically, uh, when the pandemic hit uh, full force, um, we were able to get devices to students uh, with the help of our ITS team. But of course, we had these students that uh, did not have a permanent residence uh, and were moving around from uh, different addresses, different address, if they even had an address. So at that time, our local superintendent, Mr. Chase, as they fill and team operations, let's figure out a way and how we can devices to students uh, during this time. So basically what operations and myself came up with was if a parent calls and needs a device, uh, we're to take the information and get the nearest location or an address or a time where we can meet at a restaurant. So we started doing that. And the more that we did that, the more that we started seeing folks that did not have a permanent residence. Uh, so I know that there was a few times where I deliver them to hotels uh, in certain areas and assisted the parent and the student with, with support. Uh, I dropped off a couple with our AO uh, at the time uh, at a restaurant uh, for the students and the parents. And they were so happy. They were so happy. They couldn't believe that LUSD and ITS came out and took the time to, to do this. I mean, I had a couple of parents like literally cry and they were like, I just can't believe it. And a lot of them were Spanish-speaking uh, folks, so we were able to assist in that way as well. But just to see the parents and the students be so grateful for the support and what we were doing made me extremely happy. So that was a, one of the biggest stories and one of the highlights uh, that we did during that time. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of students in this district that are experiencing homelessness um, even back then and even so to, to today. So it's, you know, it's, it's really important to reach those marginalized groups sometimes and, you know, something as simple as delivering a device um, to a student or to a family doesn't seem like that big a deal to us, but it really can be life-changing um, for those families. So shifting gears just a little bit here, guys. Um, come, we talked about customer support during the pandemic. Let's talk about a little bit of post-pandemic. Um, we're about a year or so removed. What are some of the lessons that we've learned? I've, I've, I, I've heard that we've gone from kind of this reactive, let's wait for something to break, then we'll go out and fix it. Um, let's wait for a parent to ask for help as opposed to now we're being more proactive with these um, uh, with these technology centers that are, that are that are going out so what are some of the things that we've learned and what are some of the things that we're doing now in our schools to support our families i'll say as far as the like on the staffing side or the it side um, <clears throat> excuse me having uh, skilled and qualified technicians on the field and the like I said earlier we basically tripled in size um, so previously it was about um, one technician uh, for every about 15 schools and now it's one technician for every five schools so on the school site level they're able to have just a, a little deeper of a relationship um, and the school is also aware uh, that they're gonna come by with a, a shorter uh, wait time, a wait period. Um, we have a thing called SLA, which basically just is agreement with the school of from the time that they make a request to the time that it's completed. And we've been able to reduce that to about a day. Um, so it's not quite real time, but we're, we're getting there. And also with increasing um, our team, we're able to fully staff these support centers where you can make an appointment online um, and but you didn't hear from me, but you also can uh, just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk in, somebody will be there to somebody help you. No, no one's going to get turned away, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I guess just to add to what Stephen was saying, um, you know, the ability to to grow the team out um, for the, all the opportunities that that were provided uh, for technicians to grow in their careers, um, and just to you know be part of that. Um, growth for everyone around you. It was, it was great as a supervisor. Uh, so post-pandemic, even though I'm a liaison now, looking back at the team and seeing how how much everyone has grown, uh, really, you know, is um, puts a smile on my face. So I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm a I'm I'm a former second grade teacher with LA Unified, and I will tell you that we have substantially changed the way that technology is used. Um, back when I started teaching in 1996, I had a couple computers um, in the, I, yes, I said 96. I, someone's going to have to do some math and figure out how, how old I am because I'm not going to disclose it. But uh, back in 96, I had two computers in the back of my uh, classroom. They weren't internet connected. We only had four computers on the entire campus that had essentially 
modem access to the internet. Okay, we're, we're, we're talking mid-90s here, right? So technology wasn't nice to have back then. I think now technology is absolutely critical to learning, to instruction, to curriculum. A lot of curriculum is delivered online now, you know? So it's, we have evolved as a district and it's awesome to see that our customer support team has evolved too with this understanding about how crucial technology is to, um, to student learning. Yeah, definitely. Even to that, um, we're keeping up with the innovations. We're developing a chatbot, which is AI powered, which is just another way that we can um, support our families with more immediate support. Um, and yeah, technology is absolutely mandatory for students. Also, we want to help them with their schoolwork and also prepare them for the future. So having um, like 3D printing classes that are at school sites with technology that is competitive, really not, no offense, but nothing from like the 19, mid 1990s. They need modern technology so they have the experience so that way when they go to the workforce, they know what they're talking about. They have the experience. World-class technology and world-class customer support as well to, um, to help our students. Right, and I mean, we've also, um, looked kind of beyond just how we we distribute right and how we secure these endpoints and how quickly we can get them to students so uh, we also even started leveraging smart lockers right um, and what a smart locker is is pretty much what we see now as like an Amazon locker in a Whole Foods or or in many various locations um, to securely pick up your package that you don't want uh, just to arrive uh, and stay in front of your doorstep, right? So it's a very similar process. The device um, is in there. The parent or student puts in a four-digit pin, and they grab the device, and they're ready to go. So we've really thought beyond um, just seeing the, the device living with the student. We, we're looking at how quickly we're able to get that student up and running. I forgot my device at home. Well, go ahead and go to Bay Five. You know, this is the second. This is the second time. Don't do it again. Go to Bay Five. Here's your four-digit pin, right? Um, so, there's many different scenarios those lockers are are being utilized uh, today. So that was one of the other um, innovative post-pandemic uh, things that we're moving forward with. I love that smart locker idea. That's. I mean, that's that's. That's pretty innovative, that's, that's pretty cool. So is it just for picking up um, a device that you forgot or can you do a device that's not working appropriately? Can you just pop it into the locker and somebody will come by and pick it up and fix it and put it back or how does that work? Yeah, there is several use cases. Um, I'm, I'm a new student. Um, there's already ready devices in that locker, the, you know, first day on campus, they're like, hey, go ahead and grab your, your new device from bay one. Um, then there's the, hey, my device isn't working. Um, uh, you know, we need a, to swap it out, have the tech assess it. Uh, go ahead and put it into bay three, and then, um, you know, they'll assess it and, and get it back to you. Um, we can even do kind of warranty repair. Uh, think about uh, a, a technician who covers warranty 
say, okay, I know the the one that they just put in bay three needs to be serviced. Um, we're gonna we're gonna assess it. Either we're gonna pull it because now we need to switch something, switch a component out, or or just hey, I just needed a restart. Go ahead and uh, grab it from bay three again. That's um, so cool. Yeah. Um, if I if I could just add to that, um, the power of the lockers, the smart lockers. Um, you know, we're definitely uh, amplified by the power of Chromebook, right? The the ability to have Chromebooks out there, inexpensive devices that could be leveraged to the students um, and replaced quickly if needed. Um, you know, previously before the pandemic, m- most schools were using, you know, uh, regular uh, Windows or, or Mac uh, driven laptops that were quite expensive. Um, and so, you know, having Chromebooks step up to the plate and meet the need uh, was definitely very powerful uh, during the pandemic, uh, pre pre and post. So let's talk a little bit about a Chromebook. Like what makes it like a special, like what, what makes it so special? And why is it especially good for the education environment? It's the simplicity, right? Um... When you deploy a Chromebook out, they just need their their username and password, and all their apps are 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 available to them, ready to go. Um, the only thing that you need to do is is a power wash, and you can hand it off to a new student. You you don't even have to do a power wash; you can just sign in with their SSO, right? Um, I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing, but I ran my car through a, a, the car wash again, and that, that was a power wash, Yeah, right? no, it's just like a, a mass reset to the device. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a it's not wash. something you're going to do to your concrete. No, 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 for the... <laughs> okay, so a power wash is a way of, like, just uh, resetting a Chromebook very quickly and very easily, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's, from my understanding, it's just really a device to access a browser, right? Right. Right. Okay. Very little hard drive and so forth and so on. Easily configurable. Yeah. And again, the the landscape for technology has moved from needing everything on the physical device and now everything is in the cloud, securely in the cloud. And so with the Chromebooks, you just have to log in like what Mr. Jose was saying. You just have to log in and all your documents, everything is right there. Your bookmarks, yeah. everything is yeah. right there. Yeah. Everything cloud-based. Can you imagine having to back up a student's... Uh, <laughs> Hard drive. Photo album. The right. photo album, right. right? Yeah. Tons of photos of themselves. Yeah. We've come a long way since 1996, guys, yeah. right? when I when I joined the district. Um, yeah, these Chromebooks are pretty cool. All right, team. This is your opportunity. Wide open. Share anything else you'd like to share um, about how information technology customer support helps our families and, I, and our students. Absolutely, we're, you know, we're going to where the families are. Um, you know, we're providing uh, tech centers in the, in the community uh, where these families are. Um, and I don't wanna jump the gun and start talking about some of the other things that we're doing in regards to uh, meeting the families head on and providing them support. Um, but just the work that we do on a daily basis, it really has a gratifying meaning to it. Yeah, and we, we continue to push the, the innovation bound of how to to quickly resolve an issue the first time it comes around. So if it comes to, to the help desk, getting them all the information the first time so that agent can help the parent um, or employee, you know, get everything started all over again, right? Um, the, the same thing with our, our remote chat, 
um, our support centers. Um, I mean, we're we're looking at trying to to establish some new processes um, to have the chat bot, like Stephen mentioned. You know, that Q and A bot first before it goes into a live agent is really helpful because it's that self service that 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 really helps the customer get themselves up and running um, in a quicker amount of time than you know the agent triaging uh, with them. Because I think we're getting to a point where most of us are getting a little bit technology savvy because we're so dependent on it, right? Um, I want to log into my Netflix to watch a show. You know, I'm going to learn it um, kind of uh, right. scenario. So certainly um, we're, we're, we're pushing the bounds of what are we to do next? How is it? How are we going to set up systems for self-service, automate processes, um, make sure that that our SLA, so our service level agreement, isn't uh, one day, it's an hour. Like, wh wh when and how are we to get to that? All right, team. So with that, I'd like to thank Jose, Stephen, Philip, and James for joining me. You guys are awesome. Continue to do the amazing work you're doing to support our communities and our parents and our students and all of our employees. Thanks guys. All right, thank you. Thank you for having us. Have a great day.